0: Hello and welcome to All Things Travel. You're a runner? You're a Disney fan? Boy, do we have a show for you. Run Disney is a series of events throughout the year that lets you combine your love of running and fitness with Disney magic. Our friend Julie is back to share everything you need to know about Run Disney. You're listening to All Things Travel, episode 127, original air date September 21st, 2022. So Shane, my daughter did her first Run Disney event this past spring. I think I talked about that on oh, the show. Yeah, you had fun and getting there. Yeah, we had a lot of fun getting there. It. it all worked. It all worked, but we were we were close to it not working. But she had a wonderful time and she's already planning the next trip that she could do with Run Disney. And I knew there was one person I wanted to talk to to <laughs> get the skinny on Run Disney because it was something I I really had no experience with. And that's our friend, Julie. And so she is back with us, and we are excited to have her. So welcome, Julie. Hi, everyone.
1: Thanks for having me.
2: It is great to have you back, Julie.
0: And
1: Shane, you have
0: done races in the past too, right?
2: Yes. It's funny how in my preparations, I took care of myself so much and pampered myself so much it <laughs> astounds me that miriam still completed that race the next day after all that you went through to get there that right. is just amazing well, it, was, fine. Her part. it, it, it yeah. was
0: pure adrenaline and it was a 10k it was definitely something that she had trained for and but but she pushed through and then basically we slept for the rest of the day <laughs> that's the way any run should be i think I know that Julie has lots of experience with a run Disney, and she's a runner. Her husband's a runner. They enjoy doing run Disney events. And before we talk to them about that, I want to know where in the world is all things travel.
2: A place that you've probably never heard of, Ryan, a little town called East Lansing, Michigan.
0: As a Michigan State alum, I lived there for five years. I met my wife there. She grew up in East Lansing. Our daughter was born in East Uh Lansing. I think I know it quite well, and I love it. It's a awesome Big Ten town. It's a college town. It has so much to offer. So I bet you found a really cool place for us to meet our listener.
2: Are you familiar with the Eli and Edith Broad Art Museum?
0: I am, and it is awesome. It, it was designed by the same architect that designed the Disney Symphony Hall in L.A. and the Guggenheim. Mm-hmm. And so it's got a very unique structure. I always tell people it's almost like a a spaceship landed right next to (laughs) to Grand River Avenue.
2: It looks like it is really cool. And somebody in East Lansing must still be as fond of you as you are of East Lansing because it has consistently over the past, as long as I can remember looking at stats, it has been the top (laughs) source of downloads for all things travel.
0: I would love to know who that is. So reach out to me via email or on the Facebook group. Because not only do I have a thank you gift for you being featured on the show today, I want to have some Sparty love and go green, go white, and we'll have a good time. Go Terps. Sparty. Oh, oh, no.
2: (laughs) And to make sure that you hear where in the world is all things travel next week, be sure to subscribe to the show or follow so that you never miss any of our travel tips, travel ideas, or travel stories.
0: So, Julie, I think you have to uh, explain that Terps reference, because I don't I don't think in, in the last episode when you were on, you you told people where you were from.
1: Oh, that's true. So I am from Maryland. I've lived here my whole life. I went to University of Maryland College Park, met my husband there it was always my dream school. And they are the Terrapins. So right after or a little bit after I graduated, we joined the Big Ten and we just don't really get along with Michigan and Michigan State very well.
0: That's all right. That's all right. We tend to get along with you pretty well on football Saturdays, but that's a whole <laughs> that's, other yeah, That's yeah. a whole other conversation. <laughs> right. <laughs> so let's talk about Run Disney. Yes. What is Run Disney, Julie?
1: Run Disney is just a series of races that occurs at Walt Disney World. It used to also occur at Disneyland and Disneyland Paris, but those have been paused for quite a while now. So it's just Walt Disney World. They also do virtual races, which is cool. If you can get there, you can do it virtual. Right now, they have running weekends that are four times a year. So you do have a lot of options to try to find a race that fits your schedule. A lot of people, you don't travel much. You, when you're running, you usually just pick a race nearby. So this is a really cool destination event for runners. Every race is unique because it goes through the theme parks. It could go through any of the four theme parks. It could go through Wide World of Sports. You go around Disney property near the resorts. So it just makes it a little bit more exciting. You can also do fun things like meet characters throughout the race. And it's usually characters that you don't normally see. They could have the genie dressed up as the vacation genie. We've met Oswald during the race. Sometimes different villains are out. It's really fun. Just makes it a really unique experience.
2: I've always said that a run through a city, like a 10K, a half marathon or a marathon, is a great way to see the city. I can only imagine how great it is to see Disney that way.
1: Yeah, it's definitely a really unique experience. It's it's really fun. So first of all, why did you choose to
0: start running Run Disney? And secondly, how many races have you done?
1: So I chose to start doing Run Disney because as, as a runner and kind of everyone who's in the fitness, sometimes you get into a rut, You might lose a little motivation here and there. And Run Disney has always been a way for me to get that motivation back. It's a big race to train for. I'm someone, when I'm running, I always have to be training for something. And if I'm training for something at Disney, I'm definitely going to make sure I'm ready because I've got to do all the travel to get there. I'm not just going out and doing a 5K outside my house. So that is the biggest reason I got into it. I love Disney and I love running. So it just seemed like the perfect match. I am really happy I got into it because it's a great experience. I've, so I've done all four race weekends and actually five because one of them switched over. So the first one I did was all the way back in 2016. I did the Wine and Dine race weekend. And that was a great trip. That was our first time doing it. Again, we were just like in a funk with running. We needed something to look forward to. And we picked that. It was the inaugural weekend for Lumiere's challenge. So that was the 10K and the half marathon. It was so cool. With Wine and Dine weekend, you get the Wine and Dine after party. It was just such a great experience. And I think I can speak for everyone who has their first run Disney experience after the first one, there's going to be another one.
2: I was getting excited about this show and was looking up future Run Disney events, and I noticed that almost all of them are already sold out. Yes. Since you have to book it so far in advance, you register the run and book your trip, and then you probably have plenty of time to train for a longer run still.
1: Yeah, you definitely have plenty of time to train. But pros and cons to that, Run Disney has gotten—it is so large. I have never run in in an event that is as big as the Run Disney events. I think the most that they've ever had is 55 plus thousand people in one race. And and that's a lot of people. That's a big race, yeah. So the registrations do sell out, especially now being a little bit post-COVID and the races coming back. But there was a lot of times when those races didn't happen. So not everyone really wants to get into it. And the, re- the races, you can go on rundisney.com and see when those races are going to open and see exactly what time and you can pick the race you want to do. If you're not on your computer at that time, you're probably not getting in the race. That doesn't mean you're never going to get into it. Sometimes they open up later. You just gotta watch it. You can join Facebook groups. And there's, that's a good way to kind of hear like, oh, hey, the 5K opened up. Go in and sign up. Or you can also do it for a charity run. And they usually have a lot of spots as well if you can't get in. It wasn't like that when I first started running. But the last couple of races I've done, I've definitely been at my computer at race time trying to sign up right away. So you want yeah, to be aware I, I when it goes my, live. Definitely. Oh. It's hard.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think with when I signed up my daughter for this past spring, I, I was I was pleasantly surprised actually, because I was right there. Yeah. Right at the time. And I think once I got in the queue, once the the screen flipped over and started, I had about a twenty minute wait. Um wow. so it really was not bad at all. But yeah, if if I hadn't been home and ready to do it and yeah, I, it, it wouldn't have happened.
1: Yeah, that's the hard part about it. But I mean, like any, almost almost like any Disney trip, it is a lot of planning, but it is 100% worth it. This is such a unique, unique experience with Disney. It's just so awesome. So I've done all the race weekends. Ryan and Dine is the first one I did. Before I had my daughter, I really wanted to say that I had run a marathon. So I started marathon training, and my first one was going to be the Baltimore Marathon. That's where I am. Mm -hmm. It's one of the hardest marathons in the country because it's very hilly. So I I trained for that. I did that. And then my husband decided he wanted to be able to run a marathon. So he had started training and we decided that we were going to sign up for Disney, which was about two and a half months after Baltimore. So I just kept trained and he continued training with me. And that was our first one together. And a lot of people use the Disney marathon as their first one because the environment is so encouraging. This is a really cool experience. And going along with it, it's just a really motivating and fun time. I I did Star Wars Race Weekend back in 2018, and that was over my birthday weekend. So that was really fun fun. for us to do together. I have did Princess Race Weekend was one of my first half marathons after having my daughter. That was really cool. I did that one solo, completely by myself. I didn't know anyone running it, but it felt like I knew every runner on the course. It's just the environment at those weekends
0: it was such a positive thing to see with with my daughter we got on the bus what time would we have gotten on the bus julie like 245. 45 oh, or four. yeah so I, I yeah i think we got up at 245 got on the bus at 330 wow. got to the race at 4 a.m a. A. yeah and there was music blaring they had hosts that were had a had a a show going on. There was places for pictures. People were dressed up. It's the best. It it was such a positive experience. And in that um, moment, you're like, when's my next
1: race? You're ready to (laughs) sign it. You're like, give me the registration. (laughs) It's addicting.
2: For the runners, the people who've already run a few races, other than the show and the entertainment, and of course the parks, how do the run Disney events compare with other running events?
1: So a lot of it is just The preparation. So if I'm going to run a local race, if I'm going to run, which for me, a local race would be either very close to my house, like 10 minutes away or down in Baltimore, which is 45 minutes away. So if I'm running down in Baltimore, I've got to think about things like I definitely want to eat breakfast at my house. I might bring a snack. I've got to leave in enough time to park. But Disney is a whole nother scenario. Disney does have buses if you're staying on property to get you there. But like we briefly mentioned, you've got to get on that bus around 3.30 in the morning. They want you in your corrals by 4 and 4.30 in the morning. So it, that's a huge thing. You're waking up at 2.30. You've really got to start practicing going to bed early and getting up early. Because
2: um, you don't just do that that night. You can't decide, I'm no, going to go to bed you, early and get up you really got to commit
1: One. to to that. Going along with that, Disney does a lot of challenges during their race weekends. So the most popular one is the Dolby Challenge over marathon weekend. So that's four days of running in a row. You're going to run a 5K, then a 10K, then <laughs> a half marathon, and then a marathon. That's four days. So not as only is it four days of running, it's four days of waking up at 2.30 in the morning. So people right. think that they've got to start. They have to incorporate that in their training. That's a really hard thing to do. Not only is it hard to run. miles in four days but it's hard to get up that early and adjust your body so that's the biggest thing it's just the time is is a lot and people think i don't if i'm gonna do a race here locally i'm maybe gonna show up a half an hour early no disney wants you there early and that's just because the sheer amount of people that they have to get to the corrals and the buses everybody's gotta they want to make sure everyone has time to get there and really enjoy their race
2: and so um, it's, a, it's well it's our, organized with the corrals and the staged starting.
1: It like. is really well organized, but they will drop you off. Usually, most common, ra- most commonly, the races start around the Epcot parking lot, so they're going to drop you off in the parking lot. Mm-hmm. But I remember for Marathon Weekend, I felt like we walked a mile and a quarter to get to the corral. It is, not, very,
0: yeah, very much not so. In the parking
1: and, lot, you've got to go to the corral. Yeah. And we, not walking by yourself, you're walking with a herd of people, but it's still a distance. And again, that's why you've got to get there so early. Whereas if I'm going to show up to a local race, I'm going to park my car and in five minutes, I'm at the starting line.
0: Yeah, I, I want to say when Miriam and I got to the Epcot parking lot, it was a good 20 minute walk. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, kind of around and around and twists and turns to get to the, the starting yeah. area. Absolutely. Yeah. So you want to account for that?
1: Yeah. It's a lot of planning and just like logistics because you also want to go, you've got to pick up your packet the day before usually. They do do emergency bid pickup, but it's really stressful. So you've got to get to Wild World of Sports to get your packet so that you've got to factor into your vacation. It, it takes a little bit to wait for that bus to take you to Wild World of Sports to get there and go through mm-hmm. the expo. The expo is huge. You want to see everything over there and then to get back to your resort. So it's not like that could really be much of a yeah. park day for you. You've got to make sure you're you're planning for that. Are you a Caribbean American? Are you looking for a podcast that truly speaks to your culture and identity? Look no further than Carry On Friends, the ultimate destination for all things Caribbean American. Hosted by me, Carrie Ann. Dive deep into topics such as culture, heritage, and everyday life through the unique lens of the Caribbean American experience. You'll walk away feeling more connected to your roots. Follow and listen on Apple Podcasts so you'll never miss an episode of Carry On Friends, the Caribbean American experience. Your Caribbean American community awaits.
0: So speaking of that, Julie, Shane, Shane asked about how it compares to regular races. How does a run Disney trip (laughs) compare to regular Walt Disney World trips?
1: It is so different and and so enjoyable for so many different reasons. And I think that's what makes it so fun because it's so unique. So the big thing is you're not going to be spending nearly as much time in the parks. You're going to be, I mean, you can, but then your race may not be as successful as you want it to be. So if you want to have a good race day experience, you need to try to limit your park time. Not only so that you can go to bed early, but so that you can limit your steps and save your legs a little bit, especially if you're doing some of those longer races, the half marathon, the marathon, things like that. The other thing that happens a lot is you want to eat a lot healthier. So you're a little more <laughs> conscious of what kind of snacks you're having the day before. Again, you, you can do whatever, but you're going to feel it during the race. So you want to eat things that you've maybe eaten before. And the resorts do try to help with that. They always have a runner's meal and a runner's pack. So the runner's meal is usually something pasta related, but you could also try to get something like a grilled chicken or just something that, you know, is not going to not going to be weird for your body to run on. The other like thing. is a Gaston that, cinnamon roll. That's yep, what I was not. thinking. Probably not. <laughs> if you're going to lose energy real quick if that's what you're doing. <laughs> that's not going to sustain you. Maybe for the 5K.
0: Snack, snack, snack on a Gaston cinnamon roll <laughs> on the bus. At three in the morning on yeah, your way I don't know to about the race,
1: that. I think they always have a runner's pack for the morning, which is bagel, peanut butter, banana, water, that kind of thing. And that's yeah. really the best way to go, just to make sure you're eating things that are, yeah, your body's comfortable eating. So that's something you're not usually thinking about that when you're on a regular Disney trip. You're enjoying snacks and you're doing this. You could do all that just after the races.
2: And speaking of snacks, so one of my favorite parts of a race is the support. How how is that? What how's the good. next level of?
1: Yeah, I think it's, I think it's good. You know, they, they have a lot of water stops and you can see all of that on the map ahead of time. I, they have a lot of water stops. They always usually have Gatorade at the water stops, So that's helpful. They've always got bananas. They always have goo or some sort of sport beans or some sort of, some sort of nutrition like that for runners. Sometimes they'll have, you know, more treat type things, candy or something like that. But Usually it's good nutrition stuff and it's usually there's there's a lot to go. You're not worried about that. The to go along with that, though, because you're getting there so early, you do want to bring a snack with you because you could eat breakfast in your room at two forty five in the morning, but your race doesn't start until five or five thirty. Oh, wow. You might need something else in your belly that you need to bring a little snack with you. And I think usually they have like a food truck set up at the parking lot there, but you don't really want like a bacon, egg and cheese bagel. Right.
0: No. Now as a spectator, I really appreciated that bacon, <laughs> right. egg and cheese bagel and that cup of coffee, but yeah, right. my daughter, that's not what she's looking for.
1: No. So you might want to bring a bar. Sometimes I'll bring like, a cliff bar from home, something like that, just to snack on something else because you're going to get hungry you're going to start running and realize I haven't eaten in three hours, <laughs> four hours. And you're out there for a while just because of the nature of the race.
0: I know, Shane, you, you asked about support. I know with Miriam, one of her favorite parts of the race, and she was running by herself, so she didn't necessarily have a friend running with her, but was seeing the cast members. There yeah. were cast members who had gotten up that morning and come to the race to cheer on the runners, and she just thought that was the coolest thing. That, that is, is cool. so cool.
1: Yeah. yeah, I mean, the the amount of, like, Runner support and encouragement is, is just incredible, and that's what makes those races so fun. There are people all along the course; everyone is so positive. You're some of the races when you run down Main Street towards the castle, the people on the sidelines there are just uh, incredible. It's just so cool to see that. The marathon, I know it's a little bit of a famous thing at the end of the marathon. It, there's a gospel choir right there that's huh. singing for you right before you're going towards the finish line. It's a lot of really cool stuff throughout that race.
2: So thinking back to your first race and then later races, how does what you experienced on the race compared to what you were expecting of the races?
1: I would say it's just a lot a lot more fun than what I ever would have thought and a lot more encouraging from the runners. The the biggest um, surprise to me is just how encouraging everyone on that course is. Not necessarily the the cast members and the people all cheering you, every runner that you're in the corral with. Everyone is excited to be there. Everyone is so happy. A lot of people have worked on an outfit, a costume, a <laughs> right. discount yeah. for that, that rate. Everyone is is just so excited. So that's something I really wasn't expecting. Um and, and
0: some of them are not very run.
1: Oh gosh! friendly
0: costumes.
1: It's never something that you ever would have imagined yourself running in, except for at Disney. I've seen people running in, when I did the Tower of Terror 10-miler this past year, people were running in a full cardboard box of the Tower of Terror. Just incredible outfits. And that was for 10 miles. When we ran the marathon, I could not believe some people were running in the outfits that they run in. I never go that crazy. I'm more Disney-bound for the marathon we did. I dressed... As Boo and my husband was Sully and our friend was Mike Wazowski. (laughs) And we just wore like the corresponding colors. My husband and I have done Peter Pan and Wendy. We did the Incredibles. Star Wars is easy to get Star Wars costumes. But we've never done full-on costumes because I want to be comfortable running. But that was something that really surprised me. And it's just something that is so unique to run Disney. You will never see that at any other race. People would think you were crazy. So going along with that, when you, when you tow up to a local race, people are competitive. They're out there. They want to hit a PR. They're going to run you over for their PR. They don't care. At Run Disney, that will never happen. People are not there to get a PR. They're not there to get their personal best. Everyone's there to have fun. And if you trip or fall or not feeling well, somebody's going to stop and be with you. And I think that's, that's the biggest, biggest difference between what I had experienced versus what I experienced at Disney races.
0: So, Julie, what has been your favorite park to run in?
1: Oh, I thought I knew my answer, but then I I had a couple other thoughts. I would say it is super emotional running down Main Street. If you can get there when it's still a little dark outside, the castle is still illuminated, that is just a really cool experience. I've never felt anything like that before. But during one of the races, we were also able to be the first race that ran through Pandora at night after that. That was a really fun thing, too, because there's different sounds in there. There's the bioluminescence. It's a really cool experience. But I, I think the castle is probably number one running towards the castle. So You get to do that during the princess half marathon, during marathon weekend, you do it during the marathon. And I'm not sure if you do it during the half marathon of marathon weekend. The courses are always a little bit different and you don't know them until about a few weeks before the race, two to three weeks out. During the marathon, you definitely run up Main Street. And then a couple miles later, you actually get to run through the castle and come out and get your really iconic picture there. That's probably the best part. And that's, I would literally run the marathon again to do that.
0: Very cool. So give us some pro tips. If I'm interested in doing Run Disney or I have a family member, What are some pro tips that you would give us?
1: So first, I would say really get into the atmosphere of run Disney. Don't go there and and treat it like your local race. Treat it like it is run Disney. So dress up, come up with an outfit. It's just more fun. Even if, like you said, I usually, like I said, I usually just Disney bound. So I'm still in running clothes, but it's inspired by a Disney character. Along with that, stop for the characters and really enjoy the atmosphere of that. Don't try to make it your personal best or a record race. Really enjoy those characters. You don't have to do every single one, but that's why you're there. That's why you're running that Run Disney race for that experience. I would say another really important thing is because of the amount of people, Disney has a lot of corrals that you're placed into before the race. Um, But they do allow you to submit a proof of time. To try to get in a higher corral, which gives you an earlier start time, which means you get to those character stops sooner. Maybe there's a little bit less people in your corral when you're taking off. So if you can, try to run a race before the 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 date that you have to submit your proof of time so that you can submit something and just try to be in a better position for the race. It depends on the race that you're running, how long that proof of time has to be. If you're running a half marathon, they usually want a half marathon time. But, you know, if you're running a marathon, they'll accept a half marathon, a 10K or a marathon usually. A couple other good pro tips are similar to what I talked about earlier. Make sure you go to bed early. Set your alarm to get up early. Set multiple alarms to get up early so you don't miss your bus. Eat a good dinner before. Eat a good meal after. And make sure that you go to the quick service at your resort before you go to bed the night before and go pick up your breakfast because you don't want 2.30 to come and realize you don't have anything to eat for breakfast. With a quick mention to the resorts, a really good pro tip is make sure you stay at a resort on Disney property because they're going to have bus transportation for you to the starting line and back to your resort after you finish. And that's really convenient if you try to drive in it's a mess. There are There's so much traffic. A lot of people miss the race. And it, it's almost even better if you can just get as close as you can to the race. So a lot of people, the a lot of races end at Epcot as well. So a lot of people like to stay on the Skyliner where they can then take the Skyliner back to the resort or the monorail where the, you can get on the monorail and take it back to a monorail resort. One race we stayed at, I think it was Star Wars Weekend, We stayed at the Polynesian. And that year, the race actually started in Magic Kingdom parking lot. We could walk to the starting line. Wow, that's
0: great. Phenomenal.
1: Makes the morning so much easier. (laughs) And just really think about what resort you're staying at. It's not going to make or break your experience, but it definitely might upgrade your experience. Take a little stress off if if you can hop on the monorail and get over to the starting line versus waiting for a bus. And those buses, they are not Disney buses. They are contracted they do tend to get lost. So you really want to be on that first bus.
0: Right. I I know that was one of Julie's tips for us and I really appreciated that because even though we had to get up a little earlier, we knew that we had time to get where we needed to be. Yeah.
1: Even if your bus gets lost, you've got an hour, two hours before you have to be there. You do not want to be on that bus that's lost when the race is starting. And that happens almost every race
2: weekend. That's crazy.
1: Yeah. And the bus is just, Sometimes don't know where they're going. So if you don't have a, a time for picking
2: a corral, do you just pick, can you just pick a later corral so that for they those can people, you. they just play
1: place pick you. at the last corrals. Mm-hmm. Okay. Which is fine. There's yeah. nothing wrong with that, except like I mentioned earlier, a lot of people walk these races. The, the training plans that Disney puts out are created by Jeff Galloway, who is famous for his run walk program. Uh, and I'm a physical therapist as well, and so I, I understand that run walk it has it really helps prevent injuries, especially if you're a new runner or an older runner. Run walk is a great way to go, but because of that, your t- your overall time might be slower. So Disney has a 16 minute mile cutoff. Um, so if you're starting in an earlier corral, your 16 minute mile is actually extended because it's 16 minute mile from the last person that starts. Gotcha. So, if you're in that, those later corrals, you, you really might be cutting it close if you're at all worried about not finishing on time. At Run Disney races, there's the dreaded balloon ladies that everyone <laughs> hears about when they start getting, they, they start learning about Run Disney. And those are women and, and men. I and they literally have balloons tied to them and they are the last people to start the race and they keep a 16 minute mile. And if they pass you, you are swept. Oh, wow. You do not want to see them. During to stay ahead race. of them. So Yes. Yeah, so that's that's <laughs> okay. the important part about getting a good proof of time and, and being in an earlier corral because you're going to be stopping for character stops. So there's going to be times where you're not running. You're at a standstill, but you've still got it. Right. You're, you're keeping on a pace. So what we like to do is we'll both wear, my husband and I will usually do the races together. We'll both have our watches going and one of us will pause when we stop for a character. And the other one will let the watch keep going. Okay. So that way we can know, okay, how much time really has elapsed? Are we still good? Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, it's not a race people are doing for a personal time, but you still want to finish and get your medal and not get swept.
2: Sure. And then as far as first timers go... It's a good race, but make sure that you can maintain a 16 minute. You still have to
1: you still have to train. I mean, yes, it's a it's a fun experience. I think a lot of people make the the mistake of thinking, oh, it's a Disney race. It's just for fun. But if you're signing up for the Disney Marathon, you've still got to make it through 26.2 miles in Florida. That's
2: that's not a regular park day. That's a long way.
1: It's no joke. It's no joke. Even the half marathons or even a 10K or a 5K for somebody who that could be their first run. You still need to train. You can't just show up and hope for the best.
2: I have friends that do that for local half marathons. They walk them, but they train for that too. So that makes sense.
1: You you definitely still need to make sure you're training. That's part of your preparation. A lot of runners get really into it, but I definitely would not recommend just showing up because if that is what you're doing, if you are just going to show up and not really put in the training, you may not be able to enjoy those character stops as much.
0: Julie, what
1: are your future
0: plans with Run Disney?
1: I would love to do Princess Weekend again. That's the highest on my list. That was my absolute favorite experience that I had so far with Run Disney. So I'm hoping to do that in 2024. The registration for next year just didn't really work out. So hopefully 2024. But that's the thing with Run Disney. You have to plan far in advance. Right. right. How far out you have to register. That's the next one on my list. I really loved Princess Weekend in the past. And I really want to do that one again.
0: All right. Cool. Well, hey, if you would like to follow along with Julie's Run Disney Adventures, maybe it sounds like it won't be for a while. But I know that she also, as Run Disney comes around, she will throw up tips and ideas for getting ready for it and understanding it. You want to follow Julie's Facebook page. What Remind us what that is, Julie.
1: Creating Magic Vacations with Julie.
0: All right. Creating Magic Vacations with Julie. And we nope. will also, in the show notes, put up rundisney.com, which is everything from the Run Disney standpoint. And I can tell you, again, from from a, a dad whose daughter ran it for the first time, that was a really helpful website to understand the whole yeah. process.
1: But I will say that website is different from other races. Other races usually get a lot of information pretty far out, whereas Disney, you don't get anything until about three weeks other than the start time. Well, we would love to
2: help you plan your next amazing vacation. You don't have to run. We'll still plan it for you anyway. We are all travel advisors with Creating Magic Vacations. You can reach out to us, Julie, J-U-L-I-E, at creatingmagicvacations.com, Ryan, R-Y-A-N, at creatingmagicvacations.com, or me, S-H-A-Y-N-E, at creatingmagicvacations.com.
0: Most families are confused and overwhelmed when planning a vacation. We work with you to plan a trip perfect for your interests, saving you time, money, and stress.